Hey, welcome everybody to the Studying Games podcast from Little Rock Games. My name's Joe. I'm Brad. I'm Olivia. I'm Rami. And I'm Tanner. Uh, welcome to everyone who's joining us. Um, just uh, before we get started, a couple of quick reminders. First of all, um, we are all Zooming, which I'm sure most of you are doing in your lives these days. Um, but so our audio quality may be a little different than it would be if we were all in the same room together. Um, and second, uh, just a reminder about this season, uh, we decided to pick games from the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. Um, all the proceeds from the bundle will be donated equally between the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Funds and their uh, community bail fund. So um, we here at Little Rock Games, we definitely support the Black Lives Matter movement and we thought this would be one way for us to show our support. Uh, and so with that, uh, this month, uh, it was my turn to pick, and I picked a game from that bundle called Tonight We Riot. Uh, this is described on their Steam page uh, as a revolutionary crowd-based retro brawler. Uh, its developer is Pixel Pushers Union 512, or maybe 512, if you're into that whole union numbering system. Um, and their publisher is Means Interactive. Uh, and just super quickly, um, their description of the game is in a dystopia where wealthy capitalists control elections, media, and the lives of working people, we're faced with two choices, accept it or fight for something better. Tonight We Riot doesn't have just one hero. Instead, you play as a movement of people whose well-being determines the success of your revolution. So, uh, I guess we could start with some initial thoughts about the game. Um, anybody want to dive in? Uh, I can. Uh, so I played this game. It was actually a few weeks ago now when I really dived into it because I played it. For some reason, I was really looking for a very action-oriented game a couple weeks ago, and I, I just sort of played all of this game that I had. I had my fill with it in one sitting, pretty much. Um, and it's really fun. It's um, you know, it's it's definitely going for that sort of old school arcade game, but in a lot of ways, the theme feels very subversive to what those arcade games are like, uh, and I do really like that about it. Um, I didn't beat the game. I think I got to the last level, and it got really, really hard, and <laughs> I couldn't beat... I, I, it was last world, anyway, um, I think. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know how much there was that I didn't see. Um I think it's four worlds. So okay, well, I did um, get to the last world then. <laughs> I couldn't get past world three, so I yeah. got to the end of world three and got stuck. Yeah, world um, three. the The boss of world three was really tough, and then it got really hard after that too. Um, but the mechanics were really interesting, and it was it was not super intuitive at first to me, like how like was the optimal way to sort of engage with it. Um, but it's really punchy and fun, and I totally like played way more of it than I meant to <laughs> in that <laughs> one sitting, uh, just because it was sort of you know that gameplay was really satisfying. Nice. Other folks? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I liked. I, I think at first, the sort of the the style of the game kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but as I played it, I sort of I ended up liking it a lot more, and it very quickly turned out to be a lot more challenging than I was expecting from the game, just from 
kind of, you know, briefly reading about it. Uh, and that was kind of a pleasant surprise. Nice. Um, I'll jump in. Um, I loved the thematic part of it. I loved all of the uh, revolution and clashing in the streets um, and all of sort of the, uh, I guess, iconography of it. Uh, sort of, uh, th they put it in a, as a retro uh, game style, retro arcade game style, but um, it does have this nice balance between um this older idea of early 20th century you know uh, uh riots but definitely updated uh for the 21st century and a lot of our sensibilities about uh you know so many of the movements that are going on right now um that was kind of one of the weird hard parts for me was i was playing it this afternoon before we got started and it honestly got kind of too much because I literally had just been listening on the radio to stories about the riots in Kenosha, the riots in Oregon, uh, and, and all of this kind of, it was, it was almost too, too, too soon, too real, too, too now. Um, and on the one hand, I really appreciate that about it. On the other hand, I just, I kind of had to step back for a minute. So, uh, but yeah, definitely an interesting and timely game. Um, I can also put in that I'm terrible at these kinds of uh, <laughs> button, uh, quick button mashy kinds of things. Uh, so I, I, uh, you know, it was definitely fun, but I didn't get super far. Right, right. How about you, Tanner? Yeah, I mean, I think think similarly to everyone else. There's a, uh, you know, I like this game, and there's a lot to like about it. Uh, some things in particular that I don't think have been called out yet are the, uh, like the, <laughs> I find the, the Mario world, uh, hub, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty entertaining. Right. Um, and I think it does a great job of pacing out sort of, uh, upgrades and mechanics that mm -hmm. I don't think are typical to the brawler genre. I haven't played a lot of those games, but, uh, I thought the sort of different pickups and weapons and things like that you could use were pretty fun. Yeah, and obviously super well connected to the theme, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Even the, like the little text that goes with each each yeah. upgrade was very specific. In in regards to the uh, the upgrades, I did sort of feel at one point that I had too many of them, or too many things that I could never get to the one I wanted in my inventory quick yeah. enough. Uh, but yep. that's, you know, honestly, it really did sort of feel, at first I was annoyed by it, but as I got a little bit further in the game, it really, to me, felt more like I was just picking up and using whatever I just happened to, you know what I mean? It was a little less, like, thinky in what I was using and just using whatever I happened to have in my inventory at the time and finding a way to make that work, uh, yeah. which honestly was pretty yeah. thematic in its own way, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think there are a couple of um, maybe unintended uh, um, UI things that are worth discussing. Um, I definitely had that experience where I was, I did a lot of fleeing while I was trying to change yeah. to the right weapon. Um, and then everyone has died. <laughs> yeah. For me, anyway. <laughs> I got really good at the redirecting the crowd 
maneuver, right. which yeah. that um, was re- I, that became like pretty obvious pretty early that yeah. that was the most and so important thing. I would get the whole crowd fleeing while I was trying to reselect the correct. Um, and I I don't know if who played with what, but I used a controller which helped a bunch. The mouse keyboard I knew right away was going to. Oh, yeah, maybe that was part of why. As no. soon as I launched the game, I was like, there's no way a mouse yeah. keyboard is going to work. Yeah, the controller yeah. worked really well. You guys are giving me pro tips here. I should have <laughs> I should have asked you guys. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I also, so I, I think we, for me tonight, like I think it's going to be also important. Um, I'd love to, as we always do, talk about the design, but I also want to talk a little bit tonight about the um, sort of surrounding cultural sort of context for this. And I know it's Mm -hmm. been touched a little bit already um, because, um, and I want to talk about that specifically in terms of a couple of things. One is, um, you know, what role art has, Um, you know, so if we hopefully want to think of video games sometimes as, as having an artistic function. What is that function and what does it have to do with, um, you know, with the way that politics intersect with art? To me, those are kind of interesting questions to bring up around this game. Um, but also in terms of uh, how politics um, is sort of made overt in this game in a way that it's mostly not in others and how that char- like really charges people. but. Um, even just this week, right, there's news out from Ubisoft about their mobile game that we can talk more about um, and how that's, you know, for a long time, games have had politics in them, but it's just the politics that most people agree with. And so, like, nobody notices it. Anyway, or, or the comments, been... the comments on itch of this game are pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Well, so that's the last thing super quickly. And I know I'm giving a lot of intro comments here, but so I made the mistake of or maybe not. It was it was really fascinating. I, so I needed some help because I was getting stuck. And so I went to the Steam discussions. <laughs> to, oh, no. <laughs> to try oh, to you didn't do Steam? I didn't even uh, no. go there. So I went to the Steam discussions, but I, tr- I went there because I was like, oh, I need some help with this problem I'm having with a certain weapon, and maybe there's some tips. That was oh, the, no. it was not the move to do that because the Steam discussions are almost entirely filled with, with people from opposing sides of the political spectrum screaming at each other. Um, around you know the game uh and so anyway it's it's uh it's all stuff i'd like to talk about yes. um that's well, not directly the design of the game but but is is i think sort of interesting so that's it uh, one dive quick back note in. they have a a review from the national review featured on their steam page so wow thought i would throw that in there <laughs> Huh. Wow. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, we mentioned this in the, in, at the end of the last podcast, the, the game is, is not at all shy about putting its position front and center in, and in, in a pretty satirical way, right? So I, I'm sure most of you saw the, the one cop who um, makes the, says the line about, I'm, I'm ready to, 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 to give my life so that the market stays strong. And then yeah. he's like, who's with me? Um, so, I mean, that's the kind of satirical line that is really charged, right? To have a police officer say that. So, right. um, I absolutely. So, I just read the national review quote that they have on their reviews, and it's incredible. Just throwing that out there. If you want an idea of, <laughs> of what Joe's saying about how on the surface it is. So, um, I, how, 
how do we know how long this game was in development? Let's say just before the pandemic, because I want like so many, so much of what they're saying is extremely yeah. relevant. Look, well, came out in May of this year. Yeah, and I think it was developed really right up into the pandemic because there's a. I read some of the stuff in there. Um, you know, when you go into Steam, you can get the sort of like general. I don't forget what part of the Steam sections it is, but where, so the, one, the developers were actually commenting about how they wanted mm -hmm. to include stuff about the pandemic, but they just, like they, they didn't. Um, so they were yeah, making decisions fine. connected to the pandemic while they were still in development. So it's really mm -hmm. right up into it. And I, I feel like what then, what people don't quite understand when, or at least more recently, um, I don't, you know, I feel like the game got more popular as time went on mm -hmm. is yeah. that, you know, a lot of the stuff is relevant, but the, especially the Black Lives Matter protest didn't start until June. Right. That's true. Well, uh, the second, the second round of Black Lives Matter started in June. That was a. Well, yes, I guess, I, I guess I mean the, the ones that have, but the, the ones that, you know, have been the really visible ones. Yeah. In response to George Floyd, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's actually interesting thinking about the timeline because I, I mean, a game like this, they don't get me wrong here. As a person that makes games, I would be, I would never say that a game is easy to make. Um, but I feel like the turnaround on this game could have been relatively quick, uh, just based on because the the mechanics are really nice and they're really well balanced and they're well implemented. Uh, but it's also just a few different mechanics, right? You can move, you can throw stuff, and you can direct crowds, right? Um, there's lots of art that went into this game. It's actually really, really nice-looking game, even for yeah. its resolution. Like, a lot of the backgrounds and stuff are really, really gorgeous, and, mm -hmm. and there's lots of unique character designs and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I it's hard to think, to, it's hard to, you know... It's hard to know, I guess. Yeah. Based and, on their tweets, they've been working on the game since about 2016. Nice. Yeah, I see some development shots from the like the Bayou level uh, in winter of 2016. So they've right. been working on it for a while. Well, and obviously, I mean, Occupy Wall Street, which, I mean, there have been sort of cycles of, of you know, socialist resistance in the United States for a long time but but occupy wall street has been did that kind of start in 09 um i'm trying to remember now um yeah i so, mean it's not like this this sort of attitude of wanting this sort of catharsis of revolution right mm -hmm. isn't it's not a 2020 thing only yeah. of course but but i yeah there's definitely a, an eerie amount of like poignance to yeah. this game yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, we don't have to obviously spend the whole podcast talking about the, the politics. I just want to. I want to make sure it's just. It seems like such an important area, it's and very obviously important. it's the yeah. core. Um, and and it's, I'm glad you brought it up because um, one thing I was wanting to talk about was was like I said, I brought up I said catharsis earlier, and it's something I thought about a lot with a game like this because um, you you also mentioned the like the role of art in times like this and. Mm -hmm. And there's two thoughts I have about that. Um, one is that I felt really good playing it. Like I like, this is something that, you know, it felt 
you know, like the sort of thing that, you know, people talk about doing all the time. And it's just like a way to sort of play out that, um, you know, because, you know, obviously if you beat the game, I'm presumably the good guys win. And then I don't, I don't know. There's a, it's a, it turns into a socialist utopia or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> if only but, it were that easy. <laughs> but there, there's also something to be said about like, is catharsis isn't being not being good enough, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in this time yeah. when so much direct action is happening and is mm-hmm. necessary and is, yeah, y- you know, so I don't know if, how I feel about that. Yeah. Well, and it's, I, I was trying to think about comparisons in film and one of them was, I, I think a lot about some of like Michael Moore's work, documentary work, right? So you get, you get things like Fahrenheit 9-11, which was, you know, a sort of indictment of the Bush administration. Um, yeah. And Cause I don't, I don't know if this game is meant to just like instill fear in certain people that people are enjoying and playing this game and enjoying this fantasy of revolution mm-hmm. or if it's you know if it's like it I, I worry that and I don't know if this game is as popular or that widespread enough to really be this but it might be a symptom of sort of placation in some ways of like yeah. okay you played the video game and so you felt like you did something, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Well, here, um, an, another angle on it, right, um, that I, I have been thinking about a lot for the last few days is, so imagine you reskin this game with Star Wars characters, mm-hmm. right? So imagine all of the police and the guys with chainsaws are just different versions of stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, millions of people would play it and never make any comment on the politics, right? Yeah. But absolutely, effectively, it's the same game, right? Mm-hmm. You've got a small revolutionary force who doesn't have much in the way of firepower fighting against something more substantial. And the only way they beat it, this like substantial authoritarian state is by, you know, banding together and, and being a little resistance pack. And, you know, um, so part of the what's so fascinating to me as a as a kind of designer and artist is like the the way that by kind of claiming up front, this is about, um, you know, essentially America and it's about, you know, resisting the American state and it's, it's sort of, you know, stormtroopers, um, which is the way the game would frame it. Um, Mm Do you see what I mean? Like there, there are other games that do this exact thing. Yeah. It's definitely valuable commentary for that reason. I think. Uh, it's, It's the overtness of the message by skinning it this particular way that that really upsets and really gratifies players. Um, and, and part of me sort of wishes that more people would just take a step back and, and really consider that, I guess, because yeah. yeah. e- even if you disagree with, with the politics in the game, it is worth considering like, um, you know, a lot you see a lot of comments that, you know, um, you know, they want politics to stay out of games. Yeah. And, you know, but if, if they're, they're always in games. Yeah. Yep. And if this is really hitting you so hard, why is yep. it hitting you so hard? Yeah. And it's, what's interesting to me too. I don't know if, if anybody had a chance to read any of the, so one of the big issues that a lot of, or at least some people had was the, um, the second level, which is the, the kind of lumber level for lack of a better term. Yeah. Which I, focuses, the bayou. Yeah. 
Is that what it's called? What's the one where you've got the people waving the yellow flags? Yeah, bootlicker by you. Yeah, so um, the yellow flag, um, and I don't, I'm not an expert on this, but it it represents um, the sort of libertarians, right? Yeah, Um, and actually, I don't know if you noticed this. Okay, so I hold on just real quick. Yeah, Yeah. I would say it's been co-opted. Okay, by the current strain of American libertarianism. Okay. Yeah. Again, I'm not an expert, but I, but I, I, my, my sense is that there were that particular area of the game was, was the one that, that really kind of got under, got into some cross. It's interesting for a couple different reasons. Like at first I was a little bit angry at it. Like when I first loaded in the level, I was like, really, they're just making like, Oh, the, the hillbillies and the rural areas are all enemies. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because they do, like hard labor and like mm-hmm. you know uh but but if you really like play the levels and really pay attention to it that's really not what it's saying at all mm-hmm. because if you take out the uh like the foremans yeah uh, then yep. all of the workers turn to your side right yep. and, yeah which and i thought really, was a really fascinating mechanic yeah and it was really really uh what it really seemed to be representing to me a lot was something that i and tanner and i both and probably all of us living in this state Mm -hmm. have a lot of experience with which is uh you know people working against their interest Mm -hmm. you know just because of you know of of leadership roles and their manipulation right often yep well Uh, in in a lot of ways that's more that does serve their immediate interests yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're they're willing to follow along and be a part of the system because the person that is paying their checks is is telling them that that's how they have to believe. But the yeah. minute that person dies, <laughs> and presumably yeah. they're not maybe going to get a paycheck, they yeah. can and, sort of. And and I don't think the implication either is that they're like you know brainless like exactly drones you know that and again I was worried that it was going that direction with it, but I feel like it was really clever in the way that it framed the level design right because there's a lot built into that level right there's like you know uh, environmental destruction with like Mm -hmm. all the the lumber and all of the and just there's just so much right that imagery which comes back again um in the next level with the kind of Mm -hmm. toxic waste that makes everybody into giant worm monsters but i will say that the one the one thing for me that was troubling um is so so one of the I, somewhere in the literature about the game, they it might even be in the intro where they they basically I think they use the line um, uh, violent violent revolution is only necessary when peaceful revolution is impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a reasonable claim. Um, what I what I guess is troubling is um, the because and this is a, for me a broader issue of of the way that polarizing activity is happening over the last few years, especially kind of on social media is, is the use of the term bootlick, um, which is a, it's a pretty pejorative term to describe. Now, even if you believe it, right. Even if you say, well, these are the bootlickers, right. Um, There's no way around the kind of pejorative way that that's used. Um, And so for me, that was really like, if I'm, if I'm being critical of it, yes, I see what you're representing. And it, I guess partly too using bootlicker for me is sort of contrary to the mechanic, right? Cause you're basically yeah. saying. Cause it's still, it's treating them as like, as the enemy, right? Yeah. As you know, well, some, like class traders, really. But, That's really yeah, a lot I mean, of it. The, the, the words like class trader and scab and mm-hmm. uh, uh, all of these kinds of things, those have been pejoratives that the 
the, the that labor movements have used for people who have basically taken that role. Yeah, um, but I think rightly it, or wrongly. No, no, no. And I again, the game is quite clear, right? That it's it's unapologetic. Mike, I guess, and maybe this makes me too moderate for some people, but my concern is that it it belies what I think Ravi was getting at a little bit ago, or at least I heard it that way, right? Which is that people have real problems and those problems are sometimes solved by a paycheck um, and sort of make using a name that sort of makes is essentially like, again, I get it. It's provoking a response, but at the same yeah. time, I think and it, it's funny. Right. It, and yeah, it, right. also the game takes a little bit of a comedic angle, right? Yeah. It plays off the I mean, enemy. Sort of sort of alliterative, and, right? Yeah. Bootleg and, bio. And, right. Yeah. Um, but so for me, like, I guess, I'm a humanist at heart, which again would would make me not not left enough, maybe. But um, but yeah, so so I think well, these are real human beings somewhere, right? Who are struggling um, and are trying, um, and and so I again in a game that I think is fascinating and important, um, I just was a little troubled by that kind of personal. It just feels personal in a way that's. That troubles me, I guess is the only way to put it. And so I, I guess I don't have to apologize for that. But um, I mean, there's yeah. something to be said about like, they're, you know, assuming we can call the enemies of the second world, quote unquote, bootlickers, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's something to be said about when you take the boot away. <laughs> like, again, yeah. there's still, and that's sort of what you, what you were getting at earlier, I think. Yeah. Um, and again, maybe maybe that's the point, right? That they're not bootleggers by choice. They're licking boots because yeah. the boots are on their faces. Like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Forever um, and ever. Yeah, right. But um, I guess I guess that. Um, not like I'm an apologist, yeah. for, you know. No, no, no. To me that, that's a different. I'm, I'm, because there's a difference between sort of what's represented in that level versus the sort of people yeah. that get that pejorative thrown at them online, for example. Yeah, you exactly. know, like yeah. so. Whenever somebody's like, "But what about the police?" You know, <laughs> I, I, I sort of, you know, I don't mind telling them something that basically tells them, you know, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so I. I guess, yeah, for me, the, the question is, um, and it's a question that's come up around the pandemic as well. Um, you know, I mean, yes, there are a lot of people struggling economically because they need paychecks and it doesn't necessarily make them terrible people that they maybe want to go back to work, even though there's a risk involved. Right. So, and again, mm -hmm. I, I think what I'm trying to get at is just the complexity of these situations that when they get reduced, whether I agree with the politics or not, yeah. And I reduce other people to objects of scorn or ridicule. I, I don't think that serves anybody. Um, and so, um, anyway. Well, well, let me ask this. Could the game have, um, could the game have done what, achieved what it was uh, set out to, to achieve without using that? Yeah, so so this is the thing, right? I, and it brings back to my original question. So it's, a, it's an awesome question that you're asking. Like, I think one of the main roles of art is to provoke, right? To yeah. provoke yeah. a response in people. I really love that about this game. Even if, you know, even if they maybe push it quote unquote too far. I mean, I don't really see that as a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It It's the difference between a, expressing a point of view mm -hmm. and trying to be persuasive to get people to, you know, subscribe to your point of view. Yeah. 
which is not what they're trying to do. No, 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 no. And, yeah. I, and I, it's a totally valid point. I think for me, it's my own personal conflict comes from, it's really mixed up for me with all of the other ways that I see this happening. Like again, out on like on social media where people are constantly yeah. so quick to attack one another personally rather than sort of right. trying to figure out a solution to a problem or like you know come to some well like, that's not why people are on social media <laughs> exactly uh. and so <laughs> so i'm sort of hyper aware of that like i'm when i see it um uh yeah. and and i do actually i actually like i agree with you because i thought that through a lot of the game was that they had an opportunity i mean i, I don't think it's necessarily fair to say because they can do whatever they want but yeah. I, they had an opportunity here to be a little bit more persuasive mm -hmm. but i think the way that it's framed if you come into it disagreeing you're not going to come out of it yeah weighed but even a little bit yeah i also think there's a lot of value in pieces of art like that existing yeah right? instead of oh, yeah. feeling like they had to yeah say oh, no like question. concede points or to you know yep, so and honestly that's one of the really interesting things about a game like this yeah is, yeah know, no I, i'm i'm no just thinking would pick it up i mean i guess maybe a publisher did pick it up actually yes yeah, they did it's, uh, so, it's, it's on nintendo you can play it on yeah, several exactly. platforms yeah so so Which i mean but it's that blew on me away surface. yeah yeah something like this uh, i wouldn't strike you know i wouldn't it doesn't seem particularly unmarketable it doesn't seem but that's not the point right it's not trying to appeal to everyone it's yeah it's right leaning hard on one one side well the the only reason why i'm saying that it that it was a missed opportunity is because like the world has actual problems that <laughs> as a human being i would like to yeah. be solved yeah no, so, like, but like it's it's fine that they that they didn't that's fine it's not yeah supposed and, to be and their the burden well, the extension of that is that a lot of people, and I think probably possibly the game developers themselves, believe that socialism is the way to to mm -hmm. uh, solve a lot of those problems. Oh, yeah. for sure, uh, and and and, a lot, and to some extent, I agree, and that's part of why it would have been yeah. nice if this was yeah, if this had just a few more persuasive elements and maybe yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But I still think that even the fact that this game even hints at socialism means that those people would already not have been happy. Yeah. You know, like yep. it, it, it would yep. have been very difficult to find that middle ground without being to a completely different game with a completely yeah. different tone. And, and the other side of that coin is true, too. I mean, this is an easy uh, it's easy for me to be interested in a game like this because uh, this is within my area of interest, you know. So yeah. It lined up uh, well. And getting back to an earlier point, like I, I don't. Even though there would be plenty of debate about this on social media, I think serious critics of video games would not have a huge problem agreeing that. I'm probably wrong saying this, but agreeing that generally, generally violent video games have fairly right-wing politics to them. Um, right. So generally, yeah, even if they're just you know not they're just implicit. Yeah, exactly. That's my point, and and that comes back to the U, the Ubisoft uh, sort of scandal that came out this past week. Um, does everybody know what happened with Ubisoft? I I don't. Okay, yeah, I should probably summarize I did, it just for okay. podcast. Okay, so reasons. this is my perhaps flawed summary of what happened with uh. Ubisoft this week. Um, and please jump in and correct me if I'm wrong, Olivia. Um, so Ubisoft is releasing a mobile game, is that right? And it's in the mm -hmm. which series is it in? Do you remember? Uh, or is it an? See, it's a one-off. You shouldn't ask me. A okay. Tom Clancy game. Yeah, it's okay. one of the. It's one of the Tom Clancy um, whatever's right. Oh right, right. Okay, so um, there, 
the game, and to be fair, the game was in development before the, the BLM uh, uh, protests started, um, at least the current round of them. Um, but the game basically says there, you know, you're working for the, for the government to root out a secret organization, I think called Umbra, which is fueling protests around the country. Is that right? I, I believe good? so. Okay. I didn't but, watch the trailer because okay. I was too mad just hearing okay. about it. So, so have um, the details. So basically there are protests going on around the country. Um, but the game suggests that or confirms that there is a secret organization, a terrorist organization that is fueling those protests. And the thing that really pushed people over the edge is that the iconography of the in the trailer showed a bunch of raised black fists. Um, oh. Oh, yeah, as as, as the, like um, the terrorists. The Umbra yeah. terrorist symbol. So, so the, the terrorists the, or this organization, is they're not just funding the protests, but they're also in charge of the media and they're influencing the media's coverage yeah. of the yeah. protests. So it basically comes straight out of like a QAnon conspiracy yeah. theory about what's driving what's happening in America um, with, with the protests in Oregon and, and all over. Um, so that's one of, of many examples of, I think, what, what you could, you know, call at, at, at best right of center implicit politics in, in many best. games that ask you to take up a gun and shoot people. Um, and so, yeah, uh, here we have some overt politics uh, saying there's another reason why you might take up a gun and shoot people, <laughs> which is <laughs> to overthrow, yeah, overthrow capitalist control. Are there, wait, are there any guns you can get? I did not unlock all of the things. Cause I, after the first world, I had much, much harder time getting like. Oh, you know, that's points, a good know? question. Um, let me pull up. I'm, so I'm going to look it up. While, there's while a list of all of I, them. It, it's not that it, you know, it, it informs much of anything. It's just, I'm just not sure. Um, there's a snowball. Oh, well, that's, that's the same thing. Uh, put rocks in those. <laughs> Let's see. Um, there may not be. I think you can get the haymaker bomb, which you get pretty early on, is, is really the mm -hmm. most violent thing you can get. It's just an actual bomb. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, there's a riot shield. There's um, I I got every I got everything up to three dash three I think, and then I got stuck. Oh, nice. Did you? Yeah. Was it the boss that got you? Yeah, I I just. <laughs> it took me so long to figure out what to do, but yeah. yeah, and it was really annoying for sure. That was not a good. I, I guess we could pivot to talking about the game mechanics a little bit. Well, yeah. So the, the, talk about yeah. I think part of it too was I probably could have pushed through, but the the gameplay loop was fairly consistent. Um, it didn't seem like there was going to be a big surprise in my future. There were nice variations and nice added mm -hmm. mechanics, but the loop was was um, was fairly like I got what was happening with the mechanics pretty straight, pretty yeah. quickly. I was I really just pushed forward because I was curious like how far I would get, like where they what the end point was, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and I never quite got there, so. Right. Well, just like in real life, when you know, when people start challenging the system, it just <laughs> it eventually becomes so difficult that they may yeah. not finish their revolution. Yes. Um, I will say one thing I really liked about the mechanics was that um, it uh, 
it became clear after several failed attempts at the early levels that this is a game about being patient. Um, and I, yeah, I, it did not seem that way early on. No, I thought it was yeah. just, and this is like, I think this was partly my misunderstanding of how, like, how you attack things. <laughs> like, I, I was, I, I was like, well, we should, you know, we're a mob, so we should just like fly on through. And I, I quickly got several mobs killed completely. And I was like, that's not working. And then I realized that there's no timer. And you can go as slowly as you want through each level. Um, and once I figured that out, I was able to go through levels and not basically not lose anybody. Because if you go slowly enough, you can, you know. Get the long range. Yeah. Like the you, can yep. <laughs> you can really. That's, that's really cool that they, I, I feel like they tried to match that on. Uh, I mean, that's a movement, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, yep. it's a long slog and it's a, it's gonna, it is going to be a long march to, yep. to yeah. uh, whatever victory. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's also important mechanically to be able to identify when you do charge in, yep. right? When is the right time to do that? And what, what needs to be overwhelmed with force and what needs to be picked yeah. off from a distance? Yeah. yeah. That was One brick at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I felt like mo they modeled a real-world system there in a pretty both, again, no model is completely accurate, right? But, but there was some accuracy to the ways that they approached it that I thought was, it just was really satisfying to see that yeah, play within, out. Still within this sort of brawler game format. I yeah. don't know if I've ever played another brawler game that had you control like a giant crowd like this. Um, sort of imprecisely. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but uh, some there. I feel like that they actually had some really interesting AI going on with those crowds. Yeah. Uh, because there would be occasionally one or two dudes that would yeah. not listen to yeah. anything I told yep. them. They would just go and start busting down car windows, yeah. and I'm like, what? I think we that was to... in, that had to be intentional. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. And they some people would like charge ahead, you know, even yep. when you weren't telling them to. And yeah. I, I found that really compelling and interesting because yeah. even in a crowd, like there were still individual motivations that were going on. I, I read somewhere someone compared it or maybe heard someone uh, comparing it to uh, is the gate. Is it called Pikmin or Pikmin? Pikmin. The game? Pikmin. Yeah. Um, Pikmin. Where you control a whole bunch of like a mob of things, right? Yeah. I think so. I've never played Pikmin. I've just seen the, the little little dudes. Yeah, you yeah. can kind of control like a big group of the red ones or a big group of the yellow ones and sort of direct them to do their tasks. Yeah, well, the, the thing that I had heard about it was uh, the, that it was um, a combination of that and the kind of old style arcade street brawler kind of thing. I think that's pretty accurate. There's also the game Lemmings, which was oh yeah, Lemmings. Yeah. I played that on browser. I think it was a browser game, wasn't it? Uh, no, Br Lemmings. I thought I That's played it on old, a browser. Old, old, old. You might have played like a port of it yeah, on browser. Maybe. I mean, that was on. Gosh, that was on old, like a PS2 back way in the old days. Yeah, it came out in 1991. So Lemmings is what? older than I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is an old one. So an interesting thing about the game that kind of got to me with the the pixel art was just how um, sort of similar to uh, the last game that we played, the the characters are very tiny. Mm -hmm. You can't really see a whole lot of detail, but yeah. all the, the um, what am I trying to say here? The 
the things that you're fighting against, you know, mm -hmm. the giant factories and the giant machines, those all ha are giant and they have such good detail. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, that I, they're, that they're focusing on the, the value and utility of, of collect of, of collective action. Right. But they're putting yeah. the most part of the detail, the best detail into the, the machine. Right. And then so early on in the first few levels, or even when you first start a level, it sort of feels like I'm this little tiny guy and maybe you have one or two or three others that are there with you. But then as you go and your mob gets bigger, it does sort of feel like now I'm taking up more of the scenery and now I'm oh, sort yeah. of more equal to these yeah, things. Yeah. That I'm oh, again. that's true. Like in terms of literal screen space. Yep. Yeah. Right. And well, then like, like I personally felt more secure in fighting against things when oh, I had a definitely. bigger crowd, not just because I had bigger numbers, but because like, I felt like I was equal to these giant machines. Well, yeah. also they're treated as lives, which is really interesting. Cause yeah. as soon, if you die, somebody else picks up the flag immediately. Yeah. I love that about it, that yeah. you're not, it critical. You, you don't start on one screen and you are uh, kin. Or, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. or, and, and you don't go through as that same uh, thing you always get. It took me a minute to catch on that that was happening. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Wasn't I like a, a white woman a moment ago? And now I'm <laughs> African-American, you know. A, yeah. No, I love all... that too, right? So, so you, yeah, because the first time I played, I thought, oh, I'm that guy. But right. No, I'm just one of the crowd, and whoever, yeah, if I go down, You're just as else. dispensable as everyone else. I'm everyone, oh, yeah, and just as valuable, Olivia. Yeah, and just as, well, it also, I mean, less so than that, I feel like the implication is that anybody can pick up the flag, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, would I also do, thought, sorry, go ahead. Uh, would you get character unlocks between levels on some of them? And I never oh. quite figured out what those were. No, it's a I think start, that they're just number. skins, right? No, oh, the starting people? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, see, I never it, figured you... that out either. Yeah, when you originally start the game, there's just one of you. And then each time you get those unlocks, then your starting yes. numbers grow. So that makes a lot of sense. I thought that okay. they were just like character skins, essentially, because I noticed that when different people pick up the flag, like there are different sort of characters. Yeah, yep. So, sort or of character types. templates type. Yeah. yeah. But no, um, so so by the end, if you've unlocked all three, you have four people at the start of each level. And even if you go back to earlier levels, you have four people at the start. Um, well, now I know. Now you know. The more um, you know. <laughs> I, I love that they kept all of those little things like that subtle. Yeah. Because it, it, uh, that subtlety still reinforces yeah. all of the underlying yep. uh, uh, theme of it so well. Right. That's nice. But the, the other interesting thing mechanically was the, for me, uh, was that you so you had a count for like how many bricks you have or how many you know molotov cocktails but that count was multiplied by the from for most of them for some of them it wasn't but for most of them it was multiplied mm -hmm. by the number of people in the crowd so if you have 12 people in your crowd when you use one brick 12 bricks get thrown and yeah. so the crowd effect becomes kind of massive at that point because you've got so much more firepower essentially yeah Very honestly clever. i use the bricks like the bricks i think are the first thing you start with you start yep. with your fists and just bricks and yep. i still ended up using them often most of the time for me yeah except the haymarket because, bombs yeah those because you could throw them from so far away mm -hmm. and yeah um 
and the throne you can wrenches. roll them off screen <laughs> the throne wrenches are so helpful for the for the long range <laughs> like water cannons and stuff yeah and they're uh, so the the thing that got me in the last world are these drones that fly around and there's there's drones in an earlier level i think but mm-hmm, there's yeah. these new like super drones like elon musk <laughs> drones <laughs> and they will one hit kill anybody uh, oh no! Wow! These, like giant things, and so you have to have these range things to throw at them. And God, they were so evil. I hated them. That's harsh. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there that those enemies <laughs> are my enemies. Well, that was actually my my biggest mechanical fr- frustration was was trying to aim things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you had some things that were were flying, but it's still two D, and so I was never quite sure if I was going to hit like the flying thing I was aiming at. Yeah. Or something that was just higher up in the level than I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasted a lot of, especially some of the unique ammo types, just <laughs> throwing yeah. things poorly. Just yeah, like real life. Trying to hit the flying enemies <laughs> was a fun. Yeah. Well, and so here's another thing since, like, and this is probably one of, maybe my only real uh, UI complaint and UX complaint is that so the order of the weaponry was such that if you were kind of furiously using one weapon, the next weapon would automatically start being used when you ran out of the, the one ahead of it. And so more than once I killed a bunch of my own people because I'd be throwing bricks yeah. and I'd run out of bricks, say, and the mm-hmm. next one was, would be volatiles like, or haymarket bombs. And suddenly I had thrown three haymarket bombs into my own crowd. And I was yeah. like, oh, no, that's not good. But by the I'm time just I imagining, reached- I'm imagining somebody reaching into their backpack to throw a wrench and grabbing, hoping they grab a wrench and grabbing, you know, <laughs> like, I, just the absurdity of that actually yeah. happening in the yeah. real world is. For sure. So, so it's a small thing, but I mean, if we're, if we're sort of looking at design issues. Um, maybe with- it's, maybe it really is that way in a real riot. You, it's so chaotic <laughs> that you just reach into your bag and grab <laughs> yes a, a wrench uh, instead of a brick or a yeah and, and you know like I, I i appreciate that they were keeping the controls really simple but i feel like just something as simple as like a weapon wheel would yeah. have been mm-hmm. like a big yeah like, it would have been so much easier yeah um and maybe again maybe thematically what i'm complaining about is something they were trying for they're like look if you if you're frantically trying to fight off police and you run out of something you're just going to grab the next thing you have and yeah. you know and that if that's what happens that's what happens um i think another thing that's worth just in terms of the politics and the context that's worth noting here is um you know we've been we've been sort of drawing a lot of parallels between the game and what's happening in in the united states right now and i think it's really important to make a distinction between a riot and a protest, right? So um, the game is explicitly about rioting um, and about like violent confrontation. Um, And revolution. And revolution, exactly. Um, The the largely peaceful protests that have happened in the United States um, are not the same thing. And I know it feels strange to have to say that out loud, but I just think it's worth, you know, in in the context of what's happening, it's worth reminding people of that distinction. That's sort of the more interesting thing is that people who are uh, angered by this game or like just moved to have negative reactions to its existence seem to not see a difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and sort of, and on like an extreme, like, you know, you can focus on like what the writers are doing versus what the protesters are doing, but also you can focus on the response that police are having 
to real world protests now and what the the police response is in game yeah um, right. it's not all that I different converted. like no, I mean, but think of it in, in some cases, it's an inverse. So I, I think it's interesting to explore that too. So the, we've heard a lot of, there's been a lot of media coverage and, and documentation of police escalating violence at, at, these, at these protests. In, in this game, there are, is one of the reasons it's possible to play it slowly and, and meticulously is that a lot of the groups of police won't attack you until you get very close to them and in some cases start attacking them. And, and that I thought was fascinating because... Yeah, that's actually a really good point that the police are never the aggressors in this game, it seems like. Um, uh, well, there were specific ones that would, they'd get like an exclamation mark over their heads. Oh, yeah. oh they once would, they saw you. Yeah, yeah. you're right. But so... But, but I, I mean but, from like the beginning of the game, no, right? No, yeah. At the, what starts it is it, and, and that sort of... That's what surprised me, actually. Yeah, it surprised me, me that the police didn't say, oh, there's a group of people coming towards us. Let's, let's attack them before they have... Anyway. So the re those police are there for the same reason, I mean, arguably, that they're there at the current protests is because they're only there to protect the factory, to protect yeah, the, the things that the rich people own. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. when you come close and you're threatening that um, right. means of production... Oh, yeah. I see. They, I'm... Yeah. I'm not suggesting that it was in the wrong. It was just interesting that it was presented that way that like, that we didn't get to see. I mean, the, I feel like there was a little, I might be misremembering, but I feel like there was a little bit of a cutscene at the beginning that showed that it was like escalating and that like yeah. police were, you know, essentially what's going on right now mm -hmm. as like the prerequisites for, for this game. But then. Yeah. And I, and again, I, I think it may be asking a lot of the game, but it, it just made me think about not just yeah. the current, the current escalation of violence that, that, has happened at protests, but thinking about the history of union activity and workers' rights activity and how, you know, how actively violence was used by those guards of, of the means of production, the guards of, yeah. of, you know, factories and things, right? I mean, the ways in, and I, I'm not a historian and I'm not great with dates and stuff, but I mean, there are numerous cases, right, where like around the steel steel and railroad industries in the late 19th and early 20th century, where the Pinkertons were basically invented to, you know, yes. like vi commit violence against workers. And you know. anyway, I, again, I don't know that the game has to do all that, but I, I no, it's I just, kind of, it is, it does. I mean, it, it begs you to think about that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's clearly putting you in the mindset of thinking about like it's you cannot play this game without being aware of the real world context and yeah. which it is situated, right? Yeah. And and also, you say that you're not good with dates, but I think I could say any song that came out <laughs> in the 1980s, and you would tell me the month uh, that it came out. Just throwing right. that out there, Olivia. Yeah. Everybody who grew up in the 80s can do that. That's oh. just a thing that it's we learned to do. It's just a superpower. Yeah, I don't have. It's, just, it's a cultural <laughs> sure. thing among us. I'm also good with pets. <laughs> <laughs> so, in in this game, um, oh, I just blanked on my thought. What just happened? Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so you have these these police. They're showing up with riot shields and they're throwing tear gas in the early game until you get the. I guess the mask that makes the tear gas not happen anymore. Mm. But you know they they are responding in this extreme way because right. because they know that there are people coming, you know, with bricks to hurt people. Right. 
in the real world, there are people that are just peacefully sitting in the street yep. and chanting, and they're also being met with yeah. tear gas and riot shields and stuff like that. And so I would encourage anybody that is very angry with this game to maybe take a step back and look at not just what the, what the rioters in this game are doing versus, versus what the protesters are doing, but that the fact that the police response mm-hmm. and the, you know, the way that they're armed is yeah. similar. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a really important point as well. Um, And again, it was, in my case, it was just sort of a gut reaction as I kind of started the first level. And I thought, wait, why are those police just still standing there? Aren't they supposed (laughs) to be attacking me because I'm here? Yeah, Yeah, me too. And and that's all I, yeah, that's all I really meant to say is that it just, uh, I... I expected it to be, to really, really play up that. And again, that sort of goes back to like, oh, maybe they could have made a better case, quote unquote, quote for their game to people that would normally disagree if they had created that sort of empathy situation of, oh, they weren't doing anything. They were being peaceful. And Mm -hmm. and even if most of those people would dismiss that as, you know, fiction and biased media or whatever. I I think that's that's one of the points where this game was designed a little bit earlier than the current situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think that they had that particularly in mind. I sure. think that it's way more about a political socialist revolution, a communist revolution, um, than, than a, an, an, a, an analogy for what we're currently sure. in the middle of. Sure. I, I guess the, the only point I was trying to make was that if you look at this game and you think that the police response in this game is justified because these rioters are awful. Yeah then oh, it's worth yeah. also considering sure. that yeah. maybe the way the police are acting now maybe is yeah. not as reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> there is so much, I guess I'm partly, I'm just feeling really happy because I feel like we're exploring a lot of the things that, that were on my mind as I, as I chose yeah. the game, but also as, as I kind of was coming into tonight's uh, podcast. Um, well, I, I feel like if we didn't talk about this stuff, like, what's the point of talking about? Yeah, yeah. And what's the point of, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, but what, I guess one last piece that that I think maybe it would be cool to kind of explore a little is, is um, you know, are there other games that are doing this sort of thing without kind of I guess wearing it on their sleeve is the only thing I can think of that are doing this kind of thing a little more subversively because I've been trying to think about other games that are trying to uh, get me to challenge the kind of status quo um, that are using games as a way to do that Um, and I (laughs) I thought of a funny response okay Detroit become human (laughs) so (laughs) Ravi's gonna say something I don't recommend that game just for listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, th- I think that this game, um, and I didn't really think about this until some things that you said earlier, kind of brought me back to when I first really started getting into gaming. You know, for a long time, gaming was just like, you're a hedgehog or you're a plumber or whatever. Right. And then at some point, um, I felt that there was like two types of games. There was the, you could be a military person or a cop. Mm-hmm. Or you could be a punk skater, <laughs> and it felt like like that was like that was like the dividing line. That's like where things sure. were sort of diverging, and it it felt weird. The duality to me. of man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You could be you could be a punk skater. Wait, uh, so are you saying that Tony Hawk is subversive? 
a little bit yeah i mean the you know the the whole through a, a lot of the game is like you know you're skating in places you're not supposed to be mm-hmm. and the cops are going to get you and like there is an officer that you can play as but he's like big and he's got a donut in his hand and he's not the best skater he's like the worst skater <laughs> in the game right right and um, and there's also there's also grand theft auto also was was coming out around that time as well right now yeah it's interesting to to think about games that that sort of glorify criminality what's what's you know and and we probably don't have time on this podcast to talk about it but obviously there's essentially a capitalist system at work in grand theft auto it's just you know it's more like what happens like in an oligarchy right like whoever's <laughs> whoever can grab the most stuff becomes in charge and so yeah it's yeah. But, so it's fascinating to ask that question like is grand theft auto really subversive or is it just offering an alternative kind of taboo place to um explore and maybe I that think, is subversive I think, I think it's too worried about staying mainstream to be That's really true. subversive mm. i mean i know that might be an oversimplification because i really do think at least the most recent grand theft auto game had some really interesting commentary and is a great satire on sort of capitalist right. you know society at, at its heart i feel like that's really what it's trying to be but mm-hmm. I, the thing is it's it's almost subtle enough to where that people that don't care just don't even notice you know yeah, yeah. but I, I guess it's not necessarily subversive but it is like uh inherently anti-cop i guess mm. so the same with like the need some That's of the true. need for speed games yeah yeah it's sort of like hey the the cop like in in terms of what your goal is right now the cops are not your friend they are explicitly not your friend yeah right i mean there's the whole most there's the wanted mechanic which essentially surrounds you with more and more yeah yeah essentially the same groups that you're fighting in tonight we riot right so it's progressively more uh armed and kind of swat like um yeah police Um there's another game in the same bundle, actually, that I thought about picking uh, that is definitely probably, I, I, I haven't played it, so I can't say definitely, but it's probably not more subtle because it's called Democratic Socialism Simulator. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you guys, have you, any of you played any other thing from the Democracy series? Democracy 3, I think, is the last one. Mm-hmm. I played a bit yeah, of it. A little bit. Um, well, I mean, that... I think that that does kind of what Joe, what you were getting at, where are there games out there that that make a point of showing how complex this is, how kind of getting at what some of the real issues are and the real uh, pros and cons of, of all the sides of what's going on in society right now. Uh, I think democracy does a little bit of that. Um, it does it a little bit more as kind of a sim, but I think it's... Uh, Yes, sim- interestingly, I can think of a few sim games that at least, like, I almost want to say Tropico, but I feel like that's just too much of, like, a comedy right. of, of like, it's honestly sort of going in the opposite direction, right? Yeah. It's like a criticism of, of I guess, so- pseudo-socialism? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah I, uh, uh, you know south american island uh cuba. yeah just say cuba just cuba. say cuba <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, there's a but, there's a word there's a word that encompasses all that and i'm yes, not remembering yeah um but i and again Banana republics i think Banana but, republics, yeah. yeah i think we obviously we're kind of running running winding down but but what what's fascinating to me and i i think would be worth exploring at some point later is so 
obviously all games model real world systems, right? And so if you take a game like SimCity, right? Think about the way SimCity deals with crime or, or city skylines, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they assume that it exists. They assume that it's a problem for, the, for a society. And they assume that the solution to it is to build police stations sufficient to cover areas of the community so that crime is reduced. That's the entire way that crime is modeled and that citizens will be happier when that's done, when police come in to make crime go down. That's the entire model in, in the two most major city sims in the history of gaming. So I, what for me is really interesting to explore, and again, I, I think probably not tonight, but, but what they assume about and, and again maintain as a sort of the way the world is, is, is a very specific position on how what like how and what crime is and what police are and so again i just i think that stuff is really interesting and and not a lot yeah. of games are subverting it um, uh, not, not right. a lot of games even think about it yeah you know yep. uh, tanner you played an interesting game recently that was about that right i remember you talking about it yeah uh, i mean i think you're referring to uh Suserain, which I, I played no, a demo of. No, 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 it's It has police in the title. I can't remember it. Um, oh, it's This is the Police. Oh. Yeah, uh, right. It's been a couple years. I but, thought that but, was yeah. about that band. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is Sting. This is Andy Summers. <laughs> this is Stuart Copeland. And right. You, it's about arguing with two other bandmates. <laughs> As you're, as as Paul, what's his name said, you're a Geordie twat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it does anything particularly subversive in its exploration. I mean, it's it's sort of a classic, like, you know, the mobs got the 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 cops dirty, and you're sort of caught in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. um, right. So yep. yeah, I don't know that it's particularly relevant. Uh, but it does dive into that a little bit. Well, there's some inherent comedy that, or comedy commentary there about just <laughs> Both, uh, about like the good eggs versus the bad eggs. They used to say apples, right? Eggs. Eggs. Let's go with eggs. But a the good point egg. of being is that it, it does sort of and handle a, a, a little bit of that, like yeah, trying to be a quote good cop in an inherently broken system. Mm -hmm. You know, in that case, it's you know outside influence instead of systemic influence. Yeah, it sounds yeah. Like, but I, I think a, a key difference there, though, is I think the game solely takes takes the perspective that uh, policing was an inherently positive. Um, act that has been corrupted mm. by the influence of crime mm. rather than you know sure. inquisition as to to the the best approach to solve those problems right um brad was there something you were going to sneak in there before I just, we... yeah i just wanted to go back to something that you said earlier joe you said that all games are based on real world uh, what, what was your quote? I said all games model real world systems. Model real world systems. Have you played Octodad and Genital Jousting? Because <laughs> I'm I'm trying to see the line there where that where those seem. Oh, oh they definitely do. Like <laughs> I, I was joking. Have... <laughs> that, well, you see right, when when a man absurdity. and a woman love each other very much. <laughs> One of them becomes an octopus. Exactly. <laughs> And the I've, other one I've played 
Octodad does genital jousting. <laughs> the combo. Oh, no. yeah. That should be in VR. Yeah. That should be that should so, be a thing. Um, before I invite you all to give your final thoughts, I just just to, to end this this to give you a question to think about for the next time. So the game that's been on my mind the most with this question of subversion is Banished, one of my all-time favorites in terms, especially in the sim genre. But so I'm going to ask, yes, yes, it's a game I love. I love to play it. I love the experience. But let me and ask you. It's not a shame to say it. But <laughs> it is a game that d never asks the question, who's, when you create your colony, whose land are you taking? <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Like the, all this open land just exists, right? Yeah. Which is not at all the history of colonization, right? Well, the even in of one of the in one of the uh, uh, mods for it, there are natives who who live next to you. Uh huh. Yeah. You can go dig their their ancestral burial sites. Sure. There you go. Part. But so yeah, I mean, vanilla the vanilla version of vanished. The, I think it's a fascinating question to ask, like where are all the people whose land you're you're you know you're essentially and, and similarly banished never never ask questions about you know why were you banished like yep. uh are, are are you guys the good guys right. <laughs> you know <laughs> maybe you were banished because you were really you you lived in utopia and you were kind of yeah. crappy so they kicked you out <laughs> exactly so we can talk more about this at some future point but it's it's a question that's on my mind a lot and so i'm really grateful to tonight we riot for yeah. you know making making the these systems a little more uh, apparent even if and, not every player is going to notice that um so anyway to that yeah uh, go ahead. I, I quickly just add sure. that we're also very grateful that they, like all the games that we're reviewing or or, or uh, playing this this season, that they chose to put their game into this uh, itch package, sure. uh, this itch bundle. Um, that's really awesome of you guys. And if you're out there listening to us, the 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 makers of this, um, that's that's a you know in a in a however big or small of a way it is, that's kind of putting your money with your, where your mouth is about uh, standing up for mm -hmm. what I think this game would stand up for. So yeah. kudos to you guys for, and to everybody who, who added their game to this bundle. Definitely. So uh, final thoughts, go. Um, I'll go first. Um, I as I said, I loved it thematically. Um, I wish I was better at pushing those buttons. And maybe if I, I I'm going to borrow a controller and give it another try with that, and maybe I'll be better at it. But uh, I, you know, I, I think it's timely. I'm glad that they made it when they made it and in the way that they did make it. So uh, thumbs up. Uh, uh, nice, nice work. Good job. Olivia. It's me time. Okay. Uh, well, I'll put you on the spot. You time. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess that it was our order that we started this podcast in. So sure. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I, um, I really enjoyed it a lot. I actually don't play many sort of action-oriented like two D brawlers like this. I played a couple of them, maybe ever, um, especially not recently. Um, but I absolutely love this one. It was really even just if you just take like if you just reskin it and it was just. Like it's still really fun game, so it's not like the you know the messaging is all it is. Um, 
uh, if that's something you care about. <laughs> but uh, but I actually I feel I'm really compelled by the fact that they were able to lean so hard into you know into a certain idea and to explore it in really interesting mechanical and thematic ways. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad it exists. And I had a lot of fun with the game. I think it's a good game. I think the art is good. The music is great. It is fun to play, but it also has a theme and a message and the mechanics of the game dovetail very nicely into um, that message. And there aren't a whole lot of games that do that. And I appreciated it very much. Yeah, and I, I kind of echo uh, a lot of the other sentiments. Um, you know, I didn't uh, make it all the way through the game, but I really enjoyed the, the pace, pacing of the levels. Um, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, needing to be patient sometimes to get through the, uh, some of those sections, uh, which is something that felt a little bit different for the genre in my experience, however limited, um, but that I really enjoyed. Nice. And it's me now. I go? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, the, uh, the only thing I really want to say is that I'm so glad that this game was made. Um, I think if video games um, and gaming and games in general want to sort of reach towards something like Picasso's Guernica, um, we need more games like this to exist. Um, so that they can push the boundaries of what games can do and, and can kind of show that art and politics are, you know, important in the ways that they're mixed together. So, um, so I'm, I'm glad that, that we were able to kind of play it and talk about it. Um, and with that, I'm going to hand things over to Olivia to tell us about our next month's adventure. I turn it again already. Jeez. Okay. Uh, well, so my pick for this next month, uh, which is September, uh, is a game from the same bundle because that's our theme this month. Um, and it is called user is typing and then 12 forward slashes message sent. I'm probably just going <laughs> to refer to it as user is typing. Um, and it is a, uh, like a single player journaling game. It's one of the many physical games that were in the bundle, physical slash tabletop slash PDF games that are in the bundle. Um, and it says it is a game of instant messaging and anxiety. So that sounds fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yes, I'm really excited to play it. You can, um, you can, it's available on itch.io and it's by uh, Nevin Holmes. And I'm really excited to try it out. Awesome. That sounds cool. Um, Joe, I'm going to thank everybody and play us out with the music. Um, thank you all for joining us. If you played this game with us or any of the other games that we've been playing, please get on our Facebook or on our website at littlerockgames.com and uh, tell us what you thought about them. Give us your thoughts about all of these. Um, and the music that you hear playing below us is Plain Loafer by Kevin McLeod. Um, he's got lots of great tunes out there for this sort of thing. If you're interested, check him out. And I think that's everything. Um, we will look forward to seeing you guys next time on A Study in Games podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.